Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Hey. You owe me. I owe you. Okay, let me just, hang on, let me think back. Is this from the last 24 hours? Yeah. You owe me. Okay, what did I, what happened? You were almost set to get in a lot of shit because. What did I do here this at our, time? <laughs> here at our company, uh, Chorus Entertainment, what they'll do is quarterly, they'll send out a survey to all the employees. And this is your chance to speak to management. And they want to make sure everybody's happy and that you have everything you right. need. And it's really good. And I've seen firsthand that they take those survey results quite seriously. Yeah. I did not know that those surveys actually go to senior management before they come down to like the lower level management, i.e. our buddy Dave, who's our boss. So when they asked for feedback, Uh I was on a rant last night. I was into the scotch. And I was typing out how I thought it was bullshit that we che- that we cheaped out. And I actually said bullshit. I thought it was bullshit that we cheaped out and just got this really crappy Christmas candy from the dollar store or wherever it was <laughs> Dave got it from. And Dave, that was all Dave. So what I did was I figured enough time's gone by. We're here now at the 12th of January. I can pick out all the good stuff and take it home. The problem is I got home and realized it wasn't very good at all. In fact, I don't even think it was this year's Christmas candy. So I was writing a scathing comment, figuring it would go to Dave and I could just have a ha ha ha. Turns out no. that shit goes right up the chain to John Global. You didn't know that? No. See, I did know that. Oh, well, I you're lucky because we almost got in a lot of shit. I stopped myself. The shit trickles down, not up. That's right. So, so, the, so the top of the top is going to get it first. I did know that. And... I can't wait to see the look on their faces. If, uh, imagine we got the chance to do that, by the way. I don't know why. I was typing out this comment, and I was actually laughing my ass off drunk in the garage last night. And and I uh, just happened to skip over to another email, figured I'd come back to that one. And then I realized, oh, shit, this goes to senior management, not just to the lower level management. This was almost a company-wide catastrophe, Kat, and you would have been implicated. So you're lucky that I saved and us. me? You're lucky me? that I saved us. No, I actually did figure that. I, I, but do they know who says it? Is it a not fully anonymous? So I read the fine print after I realized this goes to the executive leadership team or whatever the hell those people are called. I, uh, I read the fine print and it turns out they see names. It's only at the lower level that nobody sees names. Ah, interesting. Even worse, I was logged in on your account. So... <laughs> Wow, that chick gets drunk and complains about chocolate a lot. (laughs) Kat's very passionate about the chocolate we bring into our offices over the holidays. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. uh, We're going (laughs) to... We had a great story today on our uh, on our morning show, and and we'll do it again on our evening show later on tonight uh, on Fresh 93.1. Somebody was out playing pickleball. And uh-huh. pickleball, fairly innocuous activity. It shouldn't be a, an overly strenuous thing. But the person got hurt. When I read the headline, I was just going to skip over it because I figure people get hurt playing sports all the time. 
pro athletes get hurt. So it stands to reason that uh, a regular average person like you or I would probably get hurt if we overexude ourselves. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. One of the one of the reasons why I don't do sports that I don't usually do, and, and that's not very often anyway, is because I'm afraid of those random injuries because you use muscles you never usually use. Right. So this guy went to take a shot and the doctors figure all he did was turn his head too quickly. He tore the artery in his neck. Oh, my gosh. Like, he, I get queasy when you say that. He had three strokes. <gasps> all from turning his head too quickly. That's crazy. Isn't it? So, we decided to ask today about some of the strange injuries that regular people have had. One of them stood out in particular, and you can hear the rest of them on our evening radio show tonight. It'll be uh, around, we'll probably do it between 6 and 7 mm-hmm. o'clock. The, uh, <laughs> the one that stood out for me is... I'm guessing she's a fairly short girl. And she says her husband or partner has a fairly tall pickup truck. She says she was trying to get into the pickup truck and she just felt a blinding pain. She tore the pelvic muscle off the bone stepping up into a truck. Her groin was ruined. Ruined no. <laughs> her back. I shouldn't say for, <laughs> she ruined it for life. <laughs> no, but that would hurt. That would hurt. Yes, it would. Another one. This is the one that stuck out to me because it's just so unbelievably random. The one person said, my wife wife was singing wheels on the bus to our one-year-old in the car. And then her fingernail scratched his cornea singing the wipers on the bus go swish, swish, swish. She actually did it left to right. Slice the cornea. Oh, my God. How do you explain that to people? What happened? Oh. Wife was singing wheels on the bus to the kid again, and boom, I took a fucking fingernail in the eye. Yeah, boom. (laughs) Slice. (laughs) Doctors have probably got some great stories. Wouldn't you love to just make friends with a doctor so you can hear some of the shit that they had to deal with? I I, I love hearing that stuff. Me too. And I hate to, because I know some of those injuries are serious, right? Like some people actually end up in a lot of pain for a lot of years, in recovery even, for some of those dumb things. It's just, I feel bad for them because it's like... When you know, like, ah, oh, I got to go to physiotherapy. Why? You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> and so it's a stupid reason, right? It can't be something like, oh, it's crazy. Extreme sport. I was, you know, I was in my jet. Like, no, it was, uh, it was something dumb. Cat, a group of chefs have gotten together and published a joint article. They were all asked for input on something that so many people do so regularly, going for brunch. Do you have a go-to brunch spot, a place uh, that you love? Boy, I mean, if I got a call and invite for a brunch, am I, am I like with girlfriend? Because it all depends. I have different spots for different groups of people. Okay, let's say brunch with your in-laws. Ooh, go. Um, it'd, be, it'd have to be a nice spot. Really? Yeah. Would you have to pay? Or does it depend who asked who out? It would, might depend who asked who out. All right. I took my dad... To anything with a mill in it is always good, I find. Yeah. Aberfoyle, um, Alora, Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Ancaster. Ancaster. All of those, great. I think I've been to, I've done the mill run. I've done them all. And anytime that that's involved, I'm very happy usually because you get a good mix of stuff. You know, brunch used to be a very normal, attainable thing. Now some places are charging like 75 bucks for brunch. It's a special occasion. But if you're talking like, hey, it's a random Saturday and I'm with the fam. Yeah. I mean, my family has a couple of usual spots. It's sometimes stacked 
Snacked Pancake House. Okay. They have some brunchy items. Cora's. I really like Cora's. Like, Cora's, I find the quality's good every time. It is. It's just, that's also expensive. Holy shit. I get that inflation is real and that the cost of groceries is high, but when did bacon and eggs that used to be a $5.99 breakfast, $4.99 back in the day, but usually it kind of bottomed out around $5.99, now it's like $15.99. Yeah. Um, they make a good latte, though. Like, there's, there's rarely places that you go for brunch that actually have good coffee selections, which is weird. Like, the cheaper places, like the coffee that they just have, it's just coffee, that's all you have. Sometimes I like it's to go It's not even for, Colombian. It's not. not it's, it's like Chinese you know I mean? coffee. It's, you don't even know where it comes from. <laughs> don't even ask either, because the servers have no freaking clue. They don't want to go in and take out the little pouch that it comes in and show it to you. Like, you get it free in a hotel room. I don't want this. So the good spots. Where's the coffee the, from? The Prince good, Edward County. <laughs> the good spots have the good coffee, and that I do. That I do enjoy. Okay, well, these chefs got together and compiled a list of the things that you should never order at brunch, and they gave a pretty good explanation for each one of them. The number one thing you never order when you go out for brunch, and and for argument's sake, let's say it's a a buffet. Yep. Don't get anything that you could very easily and much cheaper make at home. They said, if all you want is scrambled eggs and toast, go for it. But you're paying a premium price for something you could probably cook yourself for under a dollar. Yeah, that's, I mean, it is true. Although sometimes I do it because I think about the cleaning afterwards. Like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you don't want to wash a pan. Like, that's exactly <laughs> it. Sometimes I don't. Bacon grease? Is a bitch to clean up sometimes. Yes, it so is. So if I can go to some other place and get it served to me and have to pay a few extra bucks, sometimes. I'm not saying all the time. Sometimes I'll do it. I've done that, though. I've gone out for breakfast with people and watched them order, like, toast with peanut butter and jam. And I'm yeah. thinking, why the hell did you See, just do that? Yeah, that's minimal. Like, you don't need to do that. Toast. For jam. And that's probably like $8.95 or something. Well, what do you have on your I'm really hungover <laughs> selection? <laughs> peanut butter and jam toast. Great. Number two. They say never order the corned beef hash. They say a lot of people don't realize that they actually prefer the cheap canned variety. So they're very underwhelmed when it's actually made from scratch. But they say restaurants tend to toss all kinds of leftovers in there. So Uh. chances are you're actually eating yesterday's scraps. (gasps) Do you like that? Do you order that? I've never had that. I love corned beef hash. It's I know that it comes out of a can. That's the way most people are used to mm-hmm. seeing it. So I can totally relate to this. Maybe I'm one of those people that actually prefers the cheap out of a can version. However, they're saying that when a chef actually makes it, it's either going to be so good that you don't like it because you're used to the shitty kind, or it's just going to be a whole bunch of scraps and leftovers. They say the same thing about specialty omelets. That's another way that they use up old ingredients before they go bad. Really? Yeah. Oh, you want a Spanish omelet, do you? Good, because we were just about to throw this red onion and peppers out. I wonder about that, too, or if they use frozen most of the time for that reason, because they don't want to waste all of those chopped ingredients. Like, what if someone doesn't use it that day? So they'll just freeze it. Great point. If you're going out for brunch, do not order the Eggs Benedict. Oh, I wouldn't anyway. I fucking hate eggs benedict the thought of putting hollandaise sauce on top of eggs just seems gross to me but there's some people who get so fired up for eggs benny that they just can't talk themselves out of it i had someone make it for me once i went over there for brunch and they're like come to from come for brunch you know i'm gonna treat you i'm like great cool and then i go and i sit down and i'm not gonna ask what we're having i'm not that type of person that ever asks 
Never, never, never. I oh, just, I always ask. I never do. Really? No, if you want I me to come like it's over, kind of rude. I feel like if I'm going over, I need more information before I commit. Like, why do you need to be ready to find out what you're eating? Unless, of course, you have allergies. That's the only reason that you need to ask. Is uh, it? I, no, because I could probably come up with a good excuse to go somewhere else then if I don't but like you, what they're serving. But then how awkward is that? Like, hey, you want to come for brunch? Yeah, but what are we having? Um, having Eggs Benedict. No, thanks. Is that really how blunt you'll be? No, I'll be a little more incognito. Like, yeah, sure. No problem. What? Sunday, 11 a.m.? Great. I'll be there. Cool. What are you making? And if they say... Uh, Eggs Benedict, I'll probably say, I just forgot the Bills have got a playoff game. (laughs) Shit, sorry. Maybe after the Super Bowl, we'll reconvene on that Well, here's how I know I don't like Eggs Benedict. The person that made it for me owned what was very a very, very popular restaurant in Port Credit. Oh. And one of those things that they made was a good, was apparently like the best Eggs Benny. I tried it. Not for me. So if I didn't like the best, I'm telling you, I'm not going to like anything else. <laughs> they say, and this is actually, Anthony Bourdain has commented on this uh, when he was with us. It's risky to order because bacteria loves hollandaise sauce. Ah. Chefs always make a big batch of it ahead of the brunch. So it's probably been sitting out for a while. AKA, don't order the eggs, Benny, unless they're actually going to sit there and make it from scratch, in which case it would take a long time to do anyway. And that goes back to those places that have mill in the name or something. They're probably going to be the ones that do that from scratch. Otherwise, no trusty. Back bacon. Or for our American listeners, Canadian bacon. Canadian bacon, yeah. They say it comes pre-cooked in some cases, so all they're doing is heating it up. And it's not ordered as much as regular bacon. So if you're brunching on a Sunday... There's a chance that's the same back bacon that's been sitting there since last Sunday. And they don't want to throw it out because it's expensive. I didn't even know that it came that it was like that to begin with. I probably wouldn't think twice about it. I'd be like, bacon's bacon. I'm one of those people like, whatever. I wouldn't be particular on my bacon. It's kind of like a ham. Most of the hams you buy are not raw. They're previously smoked. They're cured and stuff, aren't they? That's right. Is that correct? Similar things happen okay. with the Canadian bacon, okay. apparently. All right. Steak and eggs. Okay, nobody does good steak if it's a brunch, right? Like you're not going, like if I want a steak, I go to a place that specializes in steak. I've never ordered a steak and eggs, even from places that that have it. Do you? Do you often order steak and eggs? I don't order the steak and eggs because I figure the steak and eggs is usually going to be way overpriced for the shitty steak that you're getting. However, for whatever reason, it does taste good. I don't know if they drop it in a deep fryer or they put it in a pan, but there's something neat about the steak that they serve at a breakfast restaurant. But the chefs point out, unless you're at a really nice place where you know the steak is good, don't order the steak and eggs. Mm -hmm. You're usually going to get a very tough, low-quality cut of meat that may even have been reheated when you ordered it. No thanks. I'm not doing that. And finally, the sixth tip for brunching. Stay away from the bottomless mimosas and Caesars. Don't you tell me what to do. I'll do it anyway. Okay? Because that's why I'm here. They say if you're just trying to tie one on, go for it, but be ready for a hangover. When drinks are bottomless, they're usually made with the cheapest ingredients, including the cheapest liquor, champagne, and juice that they can find. It's probably also either watered down or doesn't contain nearly as much alcohol as you might think. Okay, so there, you know what? I do believe that, that it doesn't contain as much alcohol. Some people think, oh, go and get bombed. 
So then think about how many drinks, if it doesn't contain as much alcohol, which it wouldn't, and shitty alcohol at that, right? So if you think each glass actually probably only has like pff, half an ounce, but then all that orange juice and yeah, Caesar, yeah. you're actually just drinking a ton of sugars and filling up on all that stuff. And they probably don't mind you doing that because then you're eating less food. You're, go for the food. Don't go for the booze. And I know, and I truly do mean that. Go for the good quality food. And then maybe finish off with like a nice drink afterwards if you want to. But don't go just for the bottomless stuff because it's not going to be good. Hey, I mean, I like having a drink with a meal as well. It's just a weird thing to me to want to get bombed at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning after church or, or before your whole day unfolds. I, I just can't see myself doing it. There's a quick fix, though. I mean, you could just bring a vodka in your purse. Sure. Top that up. Make my own screwdriver. Then, then all it'll take is one. <laughs> <laughs> um, this woman's first date story or sorry, first kiss story with the guy she's dating is going viral because people are shocked at what actually happened. She's a model from Turkey, posted shots online after she made out with her new boyfriend for the first time. And he bit the tip of her tongue off. <gasps> That's not how you're supposed to do it. No. It's hard to tell if he bit it clean off or if it was dangling from this particular oh, video. Oh, my God. She had to go to the hospital in Istanbul to have them sew it back on. She says she'd known the guy for about a month. It was the first time that they'd ever sat and made out. It's not clear if they're still together or if she intends to give him another shot, but they chalked this up to an overly excited makeout session. How fucking excited were you okay. about getting ready to kiss that that Instagram model that you bit her tongue off? I don't buy for a second, Scott, unless this person's a, either a maniac or drugs are involved. I don't, this person was high on fucking ecstasy when this happened. I guarantee you that sounds like a story that starts with popping something. Really? And then I bit her fucking tongue off. I was so high. <laughs> God. What do you blood say? Everywhere. What do you say? At, at what point? At one point, somebody's gonna taste blood. Your mouth tastes like iron. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a new chapstick? <laughs> she wrote in the caption, "Guys, I'm okay now. Thank you for your well wishes. They've stitched it up." She doesn't know how the date managed to mutilate her tongue so badly. The quote is, "I don't know." Maybe he doesn't really know how to kiss. My advice to you is don't even say hi to guys who are Scorpios. Oh, 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 oh shit. Threw in a, throwing the Scorpios under the bus. Oh, oh my God. It's a Scorpio thing. They're biters. You ever been eating something and I might want to follow up on that some other time. Scorpios are biters. Okay. We'll circle back on that know. in the future. Um, you ever been eating something or have something that you just love? And somebody ruins it for you by telling yeah. you something about it? Yeah. I mean, not entirely ruined, but I think about it in the back of my mind every time I eat it. On TikTok, of all places, I believe you're familiar. Yeah, I might be. An Australian scientist has revealed a shocking fact about tea. Okay. To my mom. Mom, if you're listening to this episode, I know how much you love tea. She's a total tea granny. Mom, Love it. Good. Mm -hmm. Mom, you're going to want to skip over the next few minutes of this episode or just cancel the this one, uh, the rest of this episode, because I don't want to ruin tea for you or anyone else. But this Australian scientist says 
that when you drink tea, every tea bag contains the DNA from up to 400 insects. This is known as environmental DNA. It could be something as simple as when an insect bites a tea leaf. The DNA is fairly fragile and can be destroyed by ultraviolet light and washed away by the rain. However, it can also survive if it's from a dark, dry place, like inside a tea bag. So what does it mean? You're actually drinking the DNA of 400 different insects every time you have a cup of tea. It's a little extra protein in your tea. I'm, I, I'm not even shocked by that fact. I'm not a big tea drinker, though. I'm not a big tea drinker. So maybe if I was, I would be a little more taken aback. But I don't know if that sounds like it. Yeah, it's accurate. No one's going to die. It doesn't mean you're going to die when you drink tea, obviously. There's a lot of teas that have a lot of health benefits. But we have to be realistic in this world. Yeah, insects are freaking everywhere. I automatically figure when I'm eating a fruit or a veggie or something like that, yeah, there's going to be a couple of things that crawled all over this shit. I wash it off. Of course, you do your best. With tea bags, you can't really do that. You're drinking it no well, matter what. Hey, can I rinse this yeah. tea bag before I <laughs> use it? No. It's fla- this tea is flavorless. I wonder why. <laughs> so it doesn't It doesn't really surprise me too much. Has that? Does that ruin your experience with tea, or do you drink tea much? Bugs just give me the creepies. Yeah. I, I just don't want to do it. Have you I, ever found bugs in your food? Never in my food. I've been very fortunate like that. Knock on wood. Maybe it's because you didn't look at it, though. It, oh, there's some fuck, people that don't, don't look. Do that. He, there's some people that don't look. And my, my husband always gives me shit, but I f- have found things from looking at my food first. I investigate my food before I put it in my mouth, okay? And one time, it was cauliflower. I chopped up the cauliflower, rinsed it off, put it in a pot. I was boiling it. Okay, okay good, good. Because I, I was making a casserole with it. So then I take it out and I drain it and I put it in the pan and I'm like, what the fuck is that? It was a little worm. A worm? A worm inside the cauliflower. Oh, no. So I, I don't like wasting food. And I've said this a million times. I don't like wasting food. But I couldn't, I wasn't even hungry anymore. Like, it was a, it was a, it was an inchworm. Ew. That was, must have been hidden real good inside one of those cauliflower ears. <laughs> so I tossed the whole thing. <laughs> I tossed the whole thing. The other thing that grossed me out, I'm going to gross all of you out now, too, is once when I was eating eggs, and I liked eggs a lot. Someone was just like, oh, you like chicken fetus, huh? Chicken fetus. Chicken fetus. Look, first of all, it's only a fetus if it starts to grow as a chick, right? It's not actually chicken fetus, but then I can't get it out of the back of my mind anytime I do have eggs. I just think about what this egg could have been. Now I ruined it for you too. Now didn't I? you've ruined Sorry. it, Jesus! I can't help think of it, and then I, when I crack an egg in a pan, I'm like, that could have been an animal. Cat, today is a historic day. Let's all remember January the twelfth, twenty twenty three. January twelfth, twenty twenty three. The World Health Organization is having a meeting to decide whether or not it's time to declare the COVID emergency worldwide <laughs> over. Shut up. We haven't done that. Wait, we haven't done that. I'm not, I have not kept track of any of this. We haven't done that yet? No. COVID is still a global emergency, but they're meeting Uh today. And the way it works is the WHO is going to make a recommendation to the director general of the World Health Organization. Okay. They have the final say. And if the director general says, yeah, I mean, we really can't keep this going any longer. It's not an emergency anymore. And even in places where there is a lot of COVID, people aren't really that sick or people don't really give a shit. So... They might actually have to declare the pandemic over. And that could come down today, 
tomorrow, Monday, anytime now. I had, this is a historic day because when you're looking back, you're absolutely right. Because when you're looking back at the history and the March, the whatever the hell it was, I'll never forget that day in my life. The day they stopped playing that NBA game. It was about to happen. I was about to watch it. And then everyone, that moment and that day, I'll never forget. And this might be one of those ones that's in that history, in that piece of history as well. Yeah. I, I do, in my mind, though, it's been over for a while. There's a... Uh, Especially when you think about the States, okay? Because sure. here it's a totally different situation. In Canada, I think we all know, we treated it a little bit differently, a little more delayed, if you will. Because mm-hmm. I have American friends. For them, it's been over for a long, long time. So I can only imagine how this feels to them who are in complete normalcy all through even the end of 2021, I think that they were pretty normal all through 2022. It was kind of back to normal for us. That didn't really take place until like early last year. Yeah. I mean, actually this time last year, we were debating whether or not it was safe to reopen the schools That's after right. Christmas break. That's and right. They got shut down for an extra See? week. And for them, it's like, no, that was like two years ago since the last time that things were normal, right? Or, or abnormal. Some people are going to have a real hard time letting go. Some people got so immersed into COVID and it became their, their personality yeah. basically yeah. that once the who says it's over, I don't know what they're going to do in life. I don't know if, if are they going to find something different to tweet about? I don't know, but they're so wrapped up in COVID and keeping this fallacy going that we don't know how are they going to carry on in life? What Mm -hmm. will their new personality be? They might not be able to transition. And I guess we got to be patient with these people because they were passionate about it for two and a half years. But when you you can't keep doing this once the who says it's over. And it's interesting to think of it that way, that it is going to, it is going to mess with some people who were so immersed in it. You're right. Because I think about the people whose lives changed so drastically when it did happen. And then there are those people who kind of like some people had careers because of COVID. That's right. Some people became rock stars because of COVID. And maybe it was like a, a rise and a fall, but that was their that was their life and that will become their legacy. And and now it's over. So uh-huh. now what? So I could see that being kind of almost something that those people would deny. Where is that scumbag doctor that we deported to the UK? <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop moaning. Speaking of which, I mean, but we know. Dr. Uni, that's but it. But we know a few, I mean, we know a handful of people. We need to change our attitudes. I mean, in the broadcasting industry even, and a little beyond that, who were kind of the go-to members when it came to COVID that probably with this announcement, it's like, Kate, hey, I think this is, is anyone else going to listen to me? Or do I have a platform anymore because of this? Got it. Well, one of the people that we got to see a lot of during the pandemic was Premier Doug Ford. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> Yesterday, Doug came out. I'm only going to play like 30 seconds of Doug here, but just it's such a great throwback to hear this guy back up at the podium again. Uh, I'm looking for an explanation about why the government is appealing the certification of a class action lawsuit from families uh, of people who died in long-term care in the early days of the pandemic. We've seen tons of experts say that the government was too slow. And so why why are you pushing back against that kind of evidence? Well, because I think we disagree, everyone. It wasn't just the government. I I think everyone saw, and I think it was CBC that said we're ranked number two in the world next to Japan. You know, everyone pitched in, every business, every person, every healthcare worker. Uh, We gave it our all, 1,000%. And uh, sure, did we have some challenges? Um, Sure we did, like the whole world did. Uh, But did we perform extremely well throughout the pandemic? Uh, not we. When I say we, I'm not talking myself. I'm talking all of Ontario. We were phenomenal. If you want to do comparisons across the world, 
I want to thank the people and the healthcare workers and the businesses, the pharmacists, uh, shoppers and other pharmacies. They did an incredible job delivering vaccines. And uh, there's always uh, some good that comes from any crisis. And we, we saw when, when, you know. So the first round of questions he answers in months and he didn't answer the question. <laughs> you, being a Dougie, you were off the day before most people took their like holidays. That's right. It was a Friday. Fucking I wish you were there. Did you see his cookie decorating video? I did see the cookie decorating. God, I know. And it's like he knew my holiday schedule and said, I'm not putting it out if they're doing a podcast today because they're going to shit all over me. I played it on the radio show and I was like, fuck, I miss Scott right in this moment (laughs) because God damn, do we ever love food videos? (laughs) Anyway, it just reminded me of that because I forgot to talk to you about it. Uh, But yeah, I mean... I want more what, Doug. What, I want Doug I, back out here he, every day. That was a cash Doug, too. I like cash Doug. Oh, cash yeah. Doug's cool. He was just chilling. Yeah. And the part that was interesting was, as he was doing this news conference, because you can watch it on social media as it's happening, and, and people can comment as it's going on, and I started seeing people post things like letters that they've seen at various pharmacies and things like that. Like, hey, to make an appointment with the pharmacist, like 69 bucks. If you're a member, it's 39 bucks. Are we charging people to see a pharmacist now? Is that what's going on here? Because uh, that's really going down the private health care slippery yeah, slope is. there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, why would I pay to see a pharmacist? I thought going to see the pharmacist was the easy alternative as opposed to going to the walk-in or, God forbid, the ER. But would you not want to – like, part of me would pay for that convenience, though. Oh, yeah, totally. Part of me would pay for that convenience. Like, I'm, I know that not everybody can do that, right? So that's where I understand it's not really fair, However, if you're telling me I could just hop to my local shoppers, for example, speak with my pharmacist, get everything done without having to make an appointment with my doctor and go through that entire process, I'll fucking pay 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks. I don't know how much it is. Right. I'll pay it. I'm the same way. I would totally pay that too. And that takes me out of the system. So I'm not taking up a spot at the walk-in or well, at the ER. Well, that's the other thing too. And then there are wait lists or there are, you call the doctor and if it's a non-emergency, they're like, okay, fine, we'll try to squeeze you in, you know? So- for reasons like that, I think it's great. Well, welcome back to the scene, Doug. I hope you come out every day and do an announcement and just go off script a little bit. Once you do that, that's where the shit for this podcast comes in handy. And we appreciate it every time there's an off script, Doug. So thank you, Premier. And we are going to wrap things up for today because we have a big meeting today. Yeah, we... we- no, we can't say anything. January 12th is going to be remembered <laughs> Histor- for a lot of reasons. A historic day for more than one reason. And we can't wait to share all kinds of fun things with you soon. We will soon. Mm-hmm. Bye, guys. All flights across the U.S. were grounded due to a failure with the FAA's computer system. Yeah. Zero flights took off, but somehow everyone's luggage still ended up in Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's right. No flights took off. It's never a good sign when you see a jumbo jet taking the I-95 to Tampa. You know, it's just... <laughs> Cannabis-related emergency room visits have skyrocketed, especially among senior citizens, uh, since it became legal for recreational use. One of the reasons that they cite is older people are used to pot from when they were young, and when they try the weed that they grow today, it hits hard. It's like if the last movie you saw was starring Humphrey Bogart, and then you walked into Avatar 2. (laughs) Meanwhile, I saw that Guinness just announced that they're raising the price of a pint in Ireland. One politician suggested drinking water instead. And uh, doctors say he should be out of the hospital by Sunday. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.